Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host KK Kajal Khurana. Our newest guest today is a young 22-year author, podcast host and an entrepreneur featured in Forbes, Men's Health, Yahoo Finance and Market Watch. He is the founder and creative director of Trend Up Media. a one stop podcast agency that produces profitable podcasts to help businesses grow in both profit and influence and he is jordan paris welcome to our show jordan hey thanks for having me it's a pleasure so jordan please share your journey with us you are only 22 and how did you achieve all this That's a little broad where do you want me to go with that <laughs> start from where you started <laughs> I mean I guess I was I guess I was born I guess I grew up had a very normal very normal life and yeah I just kind of figured out early on that I didn't really want to work for anyone right and that was yeah I was like 18 years old I you know been I had the serving job at a restaurant for a couple of years and got out of there I said never again I'm not going to work for anyone ever again cuz my at least recognizing at that point that I'm a little bit narcissistic uh you know it's hard to really have people above me and tell me what to do and says so that's good that I'm going to do this all myself and uh you know it's been a it's been a, a you know a four year almost five year uh journey of uh of of doing this and uh and and just trying to pave my own path what inspired you to start your own podcast uh, is it a I I actually don't know No. <laughs> I this is what I tell this is I I this is what I tell people all the time like I I don't know I just like as far as my podcast I yeah I just don't I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of did it. Oh, amazing. You don't know. <laughs> you just it just happened. No. So you're trying to tell the young and aspiring entrepreneurs that it's just sheer luck? Mm, I mean, look, I've had a lot of lucky breaks. Uh, I think it's more I think I but I think luck would be an inaccurate assessment there. I think that it's more about taking imperfect action and just just doing it and and just deciding to do it and grow as you go and figure it out along the way you know what i mean and mm-hmm. you know I, i wasted my time with the first 65 episodes but you know if i didn't start with that minimum viable product if you will i wouldn't have gotten started at all and i wouldn't i would i god only knows what i'd be doing i'd probably have a job right now right so what what were the things you did wrong when you said first 65 episodes yeah 
Well, quite candidly, I, I was, um, and look, I, I, what, are you, what episode are you at? 44 tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you, you have time. So, so I used Zoom for the first 65 episodes right. and you, know, you might think, oh, well, what's wrong with that? You know, it's, it's, a great, it's a great business meeting software. You know, we, everyone, it, it's become like a household name now, Zoom. Everyone knows it, but it, it's important to note that it wasn't built for podcasters. And look, I'm not just saying Zoom because it, this is the first thing I say all the time, not just because you're using Zoom. So I, I don't mean to like come off harsh or anything, but it's just, it wasn't built for podcasters. Great for meetings, not built for podcasters. It doesn't sound very good as far as the acoustics go. Yeah, it gets you video, but the, you know, the, the video quality is like not that great either. So I use, you know, it took me like 65 episodes to figure out, but I started using something called Squadcast and pretty much it sound if, you know, you and I have both have good microphones. So if we were recording this on Squadcast, it would sound like we're both in the same room and like it, it just records the audio locally and uh, everything about it is such high quality, you know, and you know, there's other, other stuff out there like TriCast uh, or Cast, it's called Tri, TriCast is the website. And yeah, just, it makes such a, such a difference. Cause I, I'll, I'll tell you this, I personally, and I'm not sure everyone can say the same, but I personally listen to exactly zero podcasts that are recorded on zoom. I just don't do it. And, and if I, if I hear one, like if I'm doing guest research and I hear it, I can tell it's recorded on zoom. I just, I'm very sensitive right. like that, or my ears are very sensitive. I just can't listen to it. Like I just, you know, I, 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 you know, but I, this is, this is what I say to everyone. So don't feel bad. And so there was stuff like that, you know, it was just like cliche. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I was just doing it just to do it. I wasn't really into it per se. And I wasn't really shooting for the stars. I was just, it was very middling. I had very like middling hopes. Like I was just going to have average people on and to be an average podcast. Like I, I, I had no high hopes. I really didn't. <laughs> right. So would you recommend Zoom for beginners who have no idea or not at all? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, for beginners, I, I would, who don't want to pay anything either. But I mean, if you really want to go bare bones, you go like Zoom, Anchor. Right. And that's what I was doing. But you know, if you want to do like, like cast T R Y C A dot S T is the website. I don't use cast personally. My friend uses it and she like whenever Squadcast bugs out, which look, it happens. That's when I, like I, I use cast as my backup. So she lets me like use her account. I'm just always logged in on there. And I'm pretty certain that cast for $10 a month, is not only the recording software that sounds so pristine, so great, sounds like you're in the same room. Not only does it have that, but it also has the hosting. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. And so for $10 a month, which I, I would like to think that almost anyone can afford or at least prioritize or budget for, I think that's a great starting point. If I were starting my podcast today, I would do that because, you know, if you do Squadcast, it's going to be like over $20 per month. They've changed their pricing because I was a very early user. So it's gotten more expensive. So I just know it's over 20 per month. And, and then you got to, and then, uh, yeah, I could use Anchor as like a, as a hosting plan, which I really don't recommend to anyone. Of course, it's free though. And then there's like Simplecast, like, you know, $15 a month. So, you know, you're at like $35 or $40 a month though. 
So, so I wouldn't recommend that early on. I'd recommend cast early on. That would be a better, better solution. Right. But cast is a hosting platform, right? You're talking about the recording. Like I host my... Oh, it's both. It's both. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's such a great, like, such a great deal. You get, you're paying $10 a month for all that. Right. Interesting. Because yeah. I pay Simplecast every month, $15 to host my podcast. Uh, but I use uh-huh. Zoom yeah, I use, because it's I use Simplecast free, right? as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and cast, cast, I would almost compare it to a, so I started my podcast with anchor big mistake. Did you, did you happen to do that? No. From the Good. day, from day one, I was uh, with simple cost. That's really great. I, and that's uh, all my clients do. I, I just wish I did that. But anyway, anchor has, has a very, very poor quality. Just the, just the crappiest thing in the world recording platform Mm-hmm. where you can actually like record with other guests. Now, you know, it's so stupid because, you know, the, the guest has to create an account on Anchor and nobody can figure it out. And and it's it's just the quality is, I, I've never heard anything so poor in my life yeah. recording recording with a guest on Anchor's actual platform. So Anchor, Anchor is like a, a poor man's cast. You know, it's free. It, it, has, it has the hosting, it has the recording. Cast is like a much... Yeah. $10, $10 is actually nothing, to be very honest. If I you know. Can as well as host. How did you discover all these platforms? Yeah, I would love to know how I discovered Squadcast. I, mm, that's a tough one. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. It was uh, a gentleman named Eric, a, a podcaster, and he told me that he was recording on Squadcast and he kind of like gave me the pitch about it and you know how it sounds so good and, and uh, how he's been using it lately. Cause it was a pretty new tool at the time, like a year and a half ago. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'll try it. I signed up for like a two week free trial and I was, I was hooked. I was like, this is something, something special. And you know, that combined with a few other things and it was like the perfect storm for my podcast to really start trending up. Right. So uh, do you give your um, success uh, to the recording platform apart from the no. content you were creating? <laughs> see, see, I like that you're, po- I like that you're pointing that out. That's, that's important. <laughs> like, I mean, I can switch like, tomorrow like if that's <laughs> going to take me to Forbes and TEDx yeah, and all these right, things. Right, right. Tonight. I'm ready tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, a, I guess it's a lot more than that, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure uh, it is. <laughs> I, I, have, I avoid the cliche, I avoid cliche like the plague. <laughs> Uh, it's something I still need to get better at too, but it's just something I'm always keeping in mind. Uh, I'm constantly, constantly working on my interview skills. It's the thing that I care about the most. It's like an art form for me. It's a craft interviewing. It's a very tough skill to get to even be proficient at. Mm-hmm. And not many people have this skill. And so if you do have it, it can be quite the differentiating factor for you if you're really good at interviewing and I'd like to think I'm above average I mean people compliment me on my interview skills a lot and I take considerable pride in it I mean sometimes I suck I still I still flop like you'd find like recent interviews where I just flop that happens for me we all learn from our experiences yeah like I, I, I tell you I flopped with um big time with Seth Godin recently it just mm-hmm. had no fault of his. It was just a horrible interview, 
on on my my part i can't even like i can't even believe it <laughs> but anyway it happens. Oh, it's a combination of everything it's a combination of choosing right platforms it's a combination of your content and it's a combination of your consistency yeah look I'm, I'm wrong yeah look i you know i'm i'm you know it, it it doesn't occur to a lot of podcasters i mean you look at podcast movement facebook group like with thirty thousand podcasters and you see like, uh, how do you market your podcast? And, and, and people, some people every now and then say LinkedIn, and it's like a foreign concept to them. Like right. They do not understand that LinkedIn is not just a resume, Platform. static <laughs> online resume tool anymore, you know, right? It's, it, and, and jobs, it's way more than that. And I mean, without LinkedIn, I really like don't, I don't have much of anything. I mean, every like, every dollar I've made comes from over the past, I don't know, a few years comes from LinkedIn in a roundabout way. Like you could always trace it back to LinkedIn. Every piece of press I've gotten, you could all trace it back to LinkedIn. And, and so it's, it's just, you know, and people ask me like, Oh, how do you grow on LinkedIn? And, and you know, I, 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 it's like one of those things like I, I can't, it's hard for me to say, it's very hard for me to say. I just remember in like August and September of 2018, looking at studying people's content that I thought was good. People who were, who I thought were like you know seeing some results on LinkedIn, at least uh, objectively in terms of likes and comments and vanity metrics, which there's a lot more to it than that. But I was you know I was looking at that stuff, studying what works, what doesn't. You know, there was like four people I would study. And, uh, you know, got on phone calls with a few of them. And it was like a, a couple of weeks before I really started putting myself out there and creating stuff there. But it was like a slow, slow climb. I just started eventually. And I was, you know, I was getting like five likes proposed for a month and then 10 for a month. I was averaging and then 15. And then all of a sudden, like February of 2019, I'm getting like 40 likes, 50 likes per post, pretty steady. And then by March, I'm like getting, I'm, it was like, I remember the, the dynamic. It was like, I remember like it would get to 80 likes, 40 comments. Like that was like the average. It was, those were the numbers. Nice. Uh, and that was, that persisted for a while. And, and then I would, you know, I'd get a few that crack a hundred. I'd be like, wow, I got it. it was really rare. And, but now it's like, you know, if I don't get a hundred, it's like, what did I do wrong? You know, <laughs> like it really is. Cause you know, now, uh, you know, average, average really went up to 500 at one point, mm-hmm. 500 and well over hundred comments. You know, now it's that honestly, it's down to like 200. Now LinkedIn has changed very much. The algorithm has changed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have reported at least anecdotally a decrease in reach. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly seen that, but look, I'm, you know, I, I, I milked the platform for years and I saw a great benefit from it and got a lot out of it. And, I'm not too mad about the decrease in reach. You know, it was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. I think so, in the last six months, a lot of people also started getting online more. So basically yeah. we are sharing our space with other people who have suddenly come on online. So there's too much content for people. So if you had 500 and now you have 200, that shows that the competition has increased, right? So let me ask you, how many times were you posting when you started in 2008? Once every day or once every week? 2018, 2018. 2000, sorry, 2018. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember, so I had this analytics platform called Shield that I was paying $30 a month for. Really cool to see the statistics on there. Mm-hmm. 
uh, maybe it's like shieldapp.ai or shield.ai, something like that. Shield Intelligence is the is the company though. And, you know, really cool numbers, but, you know, $30 a month every month. Like I, I didn't need to see it every month. I just saw it like, I paid for it for like two, three months. I was like, oh, wait, I don't really need to pay for this anymore. Things don't change that much. But I was able to see the average amount of like, it gave me like a number, weird stat, posts per day. I averaged 0.86 posts per day. So pretty much I would post six out of seven days a week. And that's what I would do. Now, I mean, I, I think recently I went, I know I missed a day in the last week or two of posting. But before that, I was probably like 50 days straight. And mm-hmm. yeah, I usually post at like 8 a.m. Eastern time uh, every day. And because I've kind of like, I don't know. I, it's it's like different with every platform. You know, with Instagram, it's like if, yeah. I, if I post at noon, that's great. Yeah. But if I post at noon on LinkedIn, it just doesn't work. Like it right. really doesn't. Yeah. Right. Even I've noticed that. So tell ah. me, t- tell us, uh, tell our audience what led you to Forbes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me this before. Don't tell me you don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I see, see this is my, my problem. My problem. This is so I, I'm much better on the other side of like interviewing people. You know, people have critiqued me before and say, Jordan, you say, I don't know too much. Yeah, I, I know that. I do. I, it's oh, hard though. I'm not, I guess I'm not good at it. But, but Forbes, yeah, I interviewed, I was introduced to a lady named Robin Shulman to talk about, I mean, she's, she's an educator. She's in the education space. She writes about education in Forbes. And we, you know, I talk about education and school a lot on my podcast, right. Growth Mindset University. And I was introduced to her to you know, as, you know, to, as a guest, um, I forget like what the clinching factor was that made me say yes to her as a guest, you know, cause I usually when I, I say no, unless it's like my own decision, like, Oh, I want to interview this person. That's usually how it works. It's not usually right. people introducing me. Yeah. And, uh, I said yes. And, uh, it was a great interview and, uh, we, we really hit it off, became like internet friends and, released our podcast probably a month later and then a month after that or maybe a month and a half after that actually i happened to actually it was yeah it was exactly a month i i i was like we were messaging on linkedin i i happened to mention it was the end of october of 19 and i was feeling down and usually i don't really like you know say that to people in a message like you, you know people are like how are yeah. you and even you know you say great like excellent even if even if you're not yeah. <laughs> at least i do yeah but I, this time I told, I, I was just like, I'm going to, I just, I was on, I don't know what was going on. I really don't know, <laughs> but I was feeling down and I told her that. And she was like, and she said a few things and she's like, would a Forbes article cheer you up? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I nice. guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, by uh, like probably three or four days later, I, I didn't think it was going to come out for like two months, but it was up real quick and it's really cool. It's really, uh, I always remember that. Amazing. So your podcast guest led you to Forbes, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so many of us, I mean, not as you and me are still being consistent. A lot of people start their podcast and stats show that majority of them don't have consistency and they give up after eight weeks or 12 weeks. What do you think the reason 
podcasts are for people who start the podcast, but they're not consistent and they give up. Yeah, because they don't enjoy it. They don't have, Tim Ferriss would say, talks about the guaranteed audience of one. Like you, if you're going to start a podcast, you need to have a guaranteed audience of one. And who is that one? Well, it's, it's you. It's the person that's starting the podcast. Yeah. You, you have to enjoy it. And I think people do it just to do it because they think they should, because someone thought they should, because a lot of other people are doing it, you know, social proof. And they, they're like, oh, I'm not making money. Yeah. It's really, and yeah, so. So basically and, they should be passionate about it, right? Yeah, I think that, that I think that you gotta you gotta enjoy it. Yeah, step one, first and foremost, before anything else. I mean, I think it's also important to have a business purpose behind your podcast. Right. I think that's definitely step number. You know, it's, it takes priority number two, but number one is to enjoy it. Right. So, what do you teach people who want to start podcasting, and what are the strategies you use? If you don't mind sharing them. <laughs> in ter- strategies I use in terms of what launching their podcast and making, you know, like monetizing it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and on the launch, I like to, for clients, I like to have, you know, three episodes come out the first week, you know, sometimes do it all on the same day. Right. You know, maybe put an in, in, in a one minute intro teaser episode out on like Monday and then the next two episodes, maybe their interviews or or whatever the, the format of the podcast is on on Wednesday, and so right you know right there you got like uh, almost two hours of content, or you know or maybe you know depending on the podcast, you know instead of just putting out like one and you know listeners don't really have something else to go on to and you know so the chance of getting hooked is much less. So I like to put out you know a few. I said the sweet spot is like three to five. I've seen people do seven. That's cool. I've seen people do ten. That's cool too. I think that's, it was a really interesting strategy they had, but, you know, along with that, you know, baking say lead magnets into the intro or outro or the mid roll of your podcast, you know, advertising say, I mean, look for me, it's my free course on podcasting and it's essentially like an ad read. It's a minute or a minute and a half ad read, but for my lead magnet, which is that course. And so that's how I'm getting new business and yeah, you know, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a simple, simple formula there, you know, just getting more leads with, with, with podcasts is what I really focus on. And that's a great way to do it. And, you know, switching it up to like, you know, sometimes doing it in the intro or, or you do like lead magnet, ad read intro with the music and then episode. And then you could, or you could do like, intro with the music then the ad read and then the episode and then or you could do intro half an episode ad read half an episode i'm just saying half it could be a quarter wherever you want to put it you know you could it could be mentioned in the outro it could you know so you're constantly switching it up the opposite of that would be like joe rogan's podcast the first seven minutes are ads and i don't know anyone that really listens to all seven minutes and doesn't skip Skip, through it skip skip right Yeah, it's a it's a it's a routine. Like every time you put on Joe Rogan's podcast or whatever podcast you you listen to that does that, you know. So that's called saturated stimuli. The stimuli is saturated. Like we know yeah. it's very predictable. It we know it's coming. It no longer like it's no longer a novel new thing, and uh, it's no longer stimulating. And so I like to do the opposite of that. I like to be unpredictable. Yeah, that's interesting to know. Amazing. So, what are your challenges? Challenges, uh, yeah, uh, I could have a 
$500,000 a year business by like the end of the year, if I would just spend an hour every day to prospecting, it's really sad. Like, you know, how, how my, how deficient I am, not even at the, the skill of prospecting, but of just like doing it. You know, it's the one thing that like, I mean, I struggle with a lot of things, but like, that's the one thing I really, really struggle with. And it's funny because like whenever I do it, I get results. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I mean, I, look, the other thing is, you know, it's just making excuses like, I mean, I do, you know, you might just get what you ask for. You might just get too many new clients and I got to hire new people like that. I, I got to scramble, you know, I mean, that's a good problem to have though. I should, I should, that shouldn't really be an excuse, but yeah. All right. Interesting. So all the amazing things happen outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, as a, I mean, that's a, it's, a, it's interesting you bring that up because it is very uncomfortable for me because, you know, I mentioned, you know, I think I'm a narcissist. And so one of the side effects of that is like, I just, just can't really deal with rejection. You know, it's always personal. Like, and, and so it's something that it's one of the root causes of, of my fear of reaching out. Are you working on it to fix it? Yeah, I've gotten a lot better at it over the past few months. I've done I've done more prospecting than ever. It's like a stead, there's definitely a steady uptrend for sure. It's not as fast as I'd like it to be, but yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, do you read books, Jordan? I do. Yeah. Which, yeah. I'll, what's your favorite book, or you like any particular author? Sure. My favorite authors are Mark Manson and Dan Millman. Dan wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior and you know, the whole Peaceful Warrior series and. Yeah, those are my favorite authors and oh oh god why am i forgetting this one i think those have been my favorite authors for a while but robert green may have overtaken them in the past several months uh I've consumed several of his books the last few months and just been life-changing for me i mean like for for a few years my whole psychology was like mark manson and the subtle art like i, I would just like so many concepts from that book i didn't even realize i took with me until i like you know, start preparing for my first interview with him. And now it's like Robert Greene. Like, I just think in terms of the laws of human nature, like I, it's, it's, it's how I operate. Like I just have those laws in mind. And I like, I'm honestly shocked. I have not used one of the laws as an example on this podcast yet, but you can hear me on any number of podcasts referencing any number of laws from Robert Greene's laws of human nature or laws of power or something like that. You know, I always like, just referencing it. Amazing. Why I asked you this question is most of the successful entrepreneurs are, um, you know, coaches like Brendan Bouchard, Tony Robbins, yeah, yeah. Russell. Most of them read a lot of books, right? So you being a very young entrepreneur, I wanted to understand whether you read or uh, would you advise young entrepreneurs how important it is to read nice books? Oh, it's so important. I mean, for me, I, you know, as an introvert, also, I, I have things to talk about with it, with, you know, with reading, you know, not just in, on my on podcasts. It's not really what I meant. But yes, that too. But in everyday life, you know, with people, um, it just makes you a worldly, well read, well spoken, young uh individual who sounds like they're on their way to success. Uh, and I mean, the learning aspect of it is just so, so critical. I mean, I, again, I don't know where I'd be without reading books either. I'd probably have a, I'd probably have a, a, 
a nine to five, a hub or something like that. And uh, I just don't, just don't think anything would happen without books for me. Amazing. So what's your favorite quote or an inspiring quote which stuck with you or which helped you move forward? Do you have one? I'm sure I do. I, I, I know so many quotes, of course, but we all do. But when I'm asked to think of one, it's funny, my brain can't think of a single one. <laughs> you can think and I can probably tell our audience because we don't have fixed questions for our podcast. We keep it organic and yeah, natural. Good. Jordan is just trying to think, which is okay. Take your time. <laughs> so just wanted our so, listeners to know that this is all happening naturally. Yeah. I have one that goes out on like, I only use Square for one client at this point. I used to use it predominantly, Square, the payment processor. And in the, in the invoice, it goes out, it has a quote, life is like riding a bicycle. You have to, it's something like, life is like riding a bicycle. You have to keep moving if you don't want to fall down or something like that. Yeah. That's okay. Interesting. To keep your balance, you need to keep moving because if you don't move, you're going to fall. That's amazing. So. Yeah, I, I find that when I'm when I'm not moving, when I'm not doing anything, I'm like depressed and uh, life sucks. <laughs> so, Thank you yeah. for saying that. At least our audience should know that we all are normal human beings. Doesn't matter who has climbed up the ladder faster than you are doing right now. We all have days where we feel low. We all have days where we don't feel like doing anything and we feel depressed sure. and sad. It's absolutely fine. But not giving up is the key. It's okay to feel the way you're yeah. feeling, but you still have to move forward. Yeah. Something, something I think about with being depressed is laying down, being on your scrolling through your phone. Is that a symptom of depression or is so do we? lay in bed on our phones for hours on end because we're depressed or are we depressed Maybe. because <laughs> are we depressed because we're on our phones in our bed for hours on end? Like, like what, which one is it? I, I would almost venture to say that a lot of us are depressed because we're scrolling through uh, our phone for hours on end, like laying in bed, like depression, Absolutely. depression is an action, you know? Yeah. And that sounds like a, it, it's just when I'm laying in bed, outside of the hours of eight o'clock at night and eight o'clock in the morning. I think like 80% of those hours, I'm like depressed. Mm -hmm. Thank God I don't do it a lot, but like, it's just not, it should not be a daytime activity should not be scrolling and or scrolling your like Instagram while laying in bed for hours on end. It just shouldn't be a daytime activity. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You know, unintentionally, not intentionally, unintentionally, social media is causing a lot of dysfunctional release of dopamine. Sure. Dysfunction is a great word for it. Yeah. So we don't realize, we think, oh, I'm just scrolling. But subconsciously, we are doing a lot of damage to our system, our body, our mind, our breath. So it's interesting yeah. that you brought that up. So Jordan, what is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs? You are very young. I'm quite inspired by you. You're only Thanks. 22. And there are other entrepreneurs who are probably just starting out. Doesn't matter what age they are. But what is that one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout and increase their productivity? Oh, okay. I was going, before you said escape burnout and increase productivity, I was going to say just start. Uh, because you're probably not going to get started otherwise. And you really don't have anything to lose because yeah. if you, you know, you can put a minimum viable product out there. If you have, if you don't have a built in audience already, like you have nothing to lose, get over yourself. You know what I mean? 
And so, but in terms of what you're saying here, what was it uh, esca- avoiding burnout and what? Increasing productivity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what I did, what I did this morning. I, you know, I got up at six, six uh, 50, which is like 20 minutes later than I would have liked to, but I like to let the sun uh, come in and, and wake me up. It's really spectacular. It's the greatest feeling in the world for me. And got up and, uh, you know, I read for like 20, 25 minutes, uh, 20 minutes. And then I, uh, I, wo- I worked out in the driveway and uh, with the wind blowing, it was, a, it was a breezy morning this morning. So it was a little bit cold actually. So the workout felt really nice. And, uh, you know, I did that for 15, 20 minutes and yeah, 20 minutes. And then, uh, and I went to, took a walk to the beach and, and, you know, made me a little meditation, uh, you know, stump, you know, kick the sand up and, 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 and yeah. And, uh, sit there and meditate and, uh, you know, no, it's important to note, no phone throughout any of this. I don't touch my phone until all this is done. Uh, took a little walk on the beach, toes in the water and, um, just looked out and, uh, not everyone has access to the beach, but you can still meditate without a beach. I'm not, I don't always have access to the beach. Um, I just, you know, fortunately I have for the past month. Uh, but before that, yeah, I would just meditate, uh, in my room actually. And, um, yeah, I walked back and, uh, had, uh, I'm not, I, I try to avoid eating, you know, for a little while, do a little intermittent fasting, but this morning I wanted something. So I had me, uh, uh, a little, uh, a little shake and, uh, and half an orange. The other half is up there waiting for me. And, uh, but yeah, start, starting the your morning day, routine, basically your yeah, morning routine, a, a morning routine that doesn't involve your phone and yeah. involves self-care activities like exercise right. and reading and meditation. Right. I, it's, just, I it's very, it's very hard to lose when you start your day like that. Absolutely. I agree because those first few hours are your prime hours. If you invest them right, I mean, invest right in, in those hours, like avoiding phones. Even I do that when I wake up, I don't touch my phone for a few hours. Unless That's awesome. I, yeah, That's unless I have a podcast interview in the yes. early morning because I'm in the other part of the world. I'm in Singapore. So sometimes yes. I have early morning podcasts only then yeah. I would. Or I sometimes have a client. I have to give a session in the morning only then I would. Yeah. Otherwise, I would not touch my phone. So yeah, morning routine is very important doesn't matter what you do everybody's likes and dislikes are different uh, I would go for a walk in the morning first thing because that helps me That's get good. fresh air and you know you know I feel very refreshed and I feel very energetic the whole day I don't feel mm-hmm. lethargic because of my morning walk and it doesn't yeah. matter what time I wake up because sometimes mine finds excuses ah oh, today you woke up late so maybe mm-hmm. you should skip it but I'm like no mm-hmm. doesn't matter what time I wake up I just go so mm-hmm. I think having a morning routine energizes your mind, your body, your emotions, and that helps you stay productive throughout the day. Amazing. So Jordan, please tell our audience, where can they find you? Yeah, take a listen to Growth Mindset University where, uh, you know, I'm interviewing my heroes, people like uh, I mentioned Mark Manson and Dan Millman and Brian Serhant from Million Dollar Listing and Robert Greene we mentioned. And yeah, all these people, you know, we're learning the lessons we should have learned in school, but 
but didn't and uh, learning from the people we really should have been learning from, but did not. Instead, in college and high school, we learned from people who absolutely are not practitioners of what they're preaching. Uh, they don't practice what they preach. So, and uh, so, so Growth Mindset University is like a small little informal fix for our education system's lack. And uh, I have so much fun there and I'd love for you to join me. And I, I look, I'm not afraid to get into these controversial topics too. I don't know if you have perspective of what's going on here in the United States with the Black Lives Matter organization, but there's a lot of controversy that surrounds it with the founders being, you know, describing themselves as trained Marxists and, and convicted terrorists on the board, Susan Rosenberg, a lot of controversy and uh, just a lot of controversy with, the, with that organization's political agenda. So, you know, I interviewed a rapper who was born in the UK, grew up in Saudi Arabia, uh, has Nigerian roots, actually. And so a very worldly, worldly guy, has spent a lot of time in the US, uh, worldly. And his name is Zubi. And uh, interviewed him about, uh, he speaks out a lot about Black Lives Matter, the organization of the statement, of course. And, you know, so I interviewed him about that. And, you know, now I'm thinking of uh, actually interviewing the founders of Black Lives Matter themselves. I'm actually going to reach out today. I mean, we'll see what happens if they're willing to talk uh, and, and answer, answer my, my questions with teeth because I have a lot of tough questions. And uh, look, yeah, bottom line, I'm not afraid to, to, to talk about stuff like that. You know, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. You, as I mentioned, you are already inspiring a lot of people. So keep going. Don't stop. And a lot of young kids right now need great leaders. And I see you being a great leader for all those people. Thank that's you. Amazing. Appreciate and I will put the details to contact you in our show notes. I, I know you also have a website called jordanparis.com. So we are going yeah. to put all those in our show notes. Anybody who would like to get in contact with Jordan can look into the show notes, copy paste the links and just get, you know, get in touch with him. Thank you for your time, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.